I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works, and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm here again with Marcia Sodas, our coach here at Interior Design Business Academy, and we're continuing our discussion about boundaries. Now, the last time we spoke, we spoke about how to identify places in your life that need boundaries. So there was those pain points that you keep bumping into, how to, how to track that and get close to that and figure out what it is that's, that's tripping you up. And then I'm um, developing some quiet time, some self-awareness, some getting out of the rush, getting out of the ruckus and getting to a place where you can be quiet and calm and not, not having clients banging on your head and that kind of thing, but being quiet enough that you can figure figure out what it is that you need to change and where you need to set those boundaries. Okay. So today we want to talk about learning to say no to things. <laughs> this is a big deal because we're all trained to people, please. I mean, we want to take care of everybody. We want to, we want to be nice. I mean, the pressure's there yet. It is so incredibly important to say no. Would you agree with that, Marsha? Hi, Terry. Absolutely. I agree with that. You know, that is two letters in that word. And it's one of the most difficult words to see. It's, it's <laughs> a small, right. it's, yeah, it's two letters and it's a big word with a big meaning. And it's a lot of people are still challenged with saying the word no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I'm sure you know a lot of people who never quite say no. Uh, I'm thinking of, 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 of situations where they know they need to say no, and they don't actually say no. They, they give all kinds of reasons why the person they're talking to should not ask them to do that, but they don't actually say no. <laughs> exactly. They they dance around the word no when really and truly, you know, as we are speaking about healthy boundaries, we just need to use the word no, and it it says everything. And we don't need to add on an extension to that. No, you don't need to buffer it up with a reason. When you stand your ground, you say no, that's your answer. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I see that happening a lot too. Like the no has to have this big story of why you said no. You don't have to say why you said no. You don't need to apologize for your no. Yeah. So this client calls, right? Their new client, they want to meet you for the first time on Saturday morning at nine o'clock. That is not the time that you want to be working, right? That's family time. That's There's other stuff going on there. You know, you got to realize that if you say, sure, I'll come meet you because you think, oh, this could be a good job. And I, you know, I want to please her. Now you're stuck with Saturday mornings for the whole job. <laughs> you're, you're there, right? Right. You know, we teach people how to treat us. So there you go. Right there. <laughs> right there. You just set it up. If you said, no, I can't do Saturday morning, but I could do Monday morning at nine o'clock or Wednesday afternoon at four. You're great. You've just said, no, we're not doing that. I have this and this for you. And the person chooses one of those and you're past it. 
right? Exactly. You know, we have to start with the small things. You know, sometimes we have really big requests because mm-hmm. everybody comes to you to ask you for all kinds of things, right? A million requests are coming to you every day on, on your on your email, phone call. Somebody meets you in person. Somebody comes to your office and they have all these requests. But to, to really develop that muscle of saying no, start with the small things and work your way up from that. Well, that makes sense. What would you define as a small thing? Well, a small thing would be, just as you said, someone requests to meet you at a certain time, but because you have set guidelines, you've set boundaries on what your working hours are, that's a way to say, unfortunately, no, we cannot do that time, but you can offer another time that we are in office at that time. Start with the small things and work your way up. Build that muscle, build that confidence to say no. Yeah, and 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 feel what what happens when you do say no because the results are actually better than when you ran yes, out. Yeah. Yes, because it's kind it's, of an interesting thing. Yeah. Yes, your client learns how you operate. You feel a sense of self-respect because you've honored yourself. You've honored your time. Yeah, so it's a it's a way it's a way of showing yourself some respect, your business some respect too, your yeah. energy level. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I used to do Saturday appointments. Of course, I did evening appointments. I did early morning. I did. I mean, I was available to everybody for everything, right? <laughs> it's all weary. <laughs> it was pretty taxing. And I went to a CEU and there was this designer from the East Coast talking about how he never worked on Saturdays. Actually, he stopped working on noon on Friday because he went to his country house and he went to his little red boat on the lake. It was the story. But the the point of it was that that when he said no to a client, I can't do that. I don't work weekends. His business didn't diminish at all. Not not one iota, nothing. There was no there was no change whatsoever. And you know, so he, he said, no, 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 Saturdays. Well, no, Friday afternoon either. That didn't it, that didn't influence anything. His income didn't change. Clients weren't upset. Didn't, there was nothing. And so I thought, well, if he could do that, maybe I could just not work Saturdays anymore. So I decided I do that, and it made absolutely no difference in my practice. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. But it made a difference in your time, in your in life. life. Yes, yeah, yes in your life. It was huge. Yeah. I started carving out time for me that was just for me. And to, to use the word, set a boundary on it. Say, I'm not caving on this. I'm not caving in. I do not do Saturday mornings. And now I don't do Fridays either. Okay. Fridays became my Saturdays. So I work at four day weeks instead of three and things still get done. People get served. They get everything they want and I get a life. Yeah, exactly. And there you go. You get balance, you get peace, you get this, this, this equilibrium of balance in your life. And that is the result of setting healthy boundaries. Exactly. That is a result of setting healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember telling other designers in my ASID chapter what I had done and they went, oh, oh no, you can't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> How could that be? Guess what? <laughs> it's working really well. Yeah, nobody could believe that would be okay. Just because somebody asks you to do something doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. No. And saying no, it's not a sign of weakness. You see, some of us go around thinking that if we say no, then it, it will look as if we can't do the job. We're not capable. It's a sign of weakness because we're supposed to balance all the plates and not, not throw any down, you know? But say no. And it's 
as you said, that your business will not diminish. You will be better off it. And it's not a sign of weakness. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's actually a sign of strength. <laughs> it's the other way. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Quite, yeah. quite, quite the, the opposite. opposite. Quite the opposite. Yeah. And so while you want to do it with grace, I mean, it's not about being abrupt or being mean or being being nasty or anything like that. It's just saying this is this is what is. Right? Yes. And, you know, that comes with being just the way we assert ourselves. That comes with the way we, we present what we want to say, right? And how we say the things, how we say the things we say. We can, we can, we can communicate many different messages, right? But it's, it's, it all depends on how we communicate it. Yeah. We can say no, and it doesn't have to be mean or aggressive or anything like that, right? There's a word called assertive, and we could practice being assertive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Another place that shows up that bites designers is being asked. So, so you're at your client's house and you're working on something and you get the by the way. <laughs> I used to call it the by the way clause in our letter. Yes, yes. By the way, will you take a look at the hall bathroom? I think we should do something with that too. By the way, you know, I think the fireplace needs a new front. Would you know we you know, and and the 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 reaction, everybody's reaction is, yeah, well, I'd love to do that. That'd be really cool, you know, because obviously you've already got it in your head. You already know that you need to do that. You know, even know what you would do, right? But what happens is you're so happy that somebody asked, you just say yes and and walk away. And then you're stuck with this idea, well, is that scope creep? Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it happens right there. It's, it's that moment right there. And it wasn't that you were supposed to say no, but you say, yes, I'd love to do that. It's, but it's not in my contract, right? That's your boundaries. That letter of agreement has all those boundaries in it. And that scope is part of those boundaries. It's not in the, in the scope of my contract, but I'd love to do that. Um, let me work on it tonight. Let me figure out how many hours it takes me to do that. And I'll be back with a new letter of agreement tomorrow. Just like that. And okay? just like that. And just you say, like and you respect yourself and you're, you're going to be able to complete the job that you are being paid to do. And plus, very nicely talk about what is being suggested, right? Yeah. Without t- without crossing any lines that you're not supposed to cross. Exactly, and you're not you're not upset at them for asking to do more because they're not asking you to do it for free. I mean, if no. you if you don't be assertive and you don't say it, <laughs> doing it for free, well, it's your bad. <laughs> you know, it costs you a lot of time and money. Yeah. So the idea of having boundaries in place to start with and then just standing on them and saying there's a case where no is not the answer. Yes is the answer, but it's a yes, but. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, or yes, and yes, I will. And I need to figure yeah. out how much, you know, and that is your boundary saying that I don't do this for free. Right. And, and if you don't do that, then you train them to think that anything they ask for, you're going to do within that original contract. Correct. And then somewhere along the line in the project, because they've already established this is the way you work without the boundaries, they're just going to be following what you taught them, right? And it's, it's going to get overwhelming for you as a designer. But by then, you would have already trained your client. That's the way I work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then every time they ask for something, it's just a little upsell and that's fine. They're fine with that. They're absolutely fine with that. 
Otherwise, you're going to be there six months later talking to the landscaper about how to do the backyard. And you have no contract and go, oh, well, I like them. I had a glass of wine with them. I got it. That's that's not (laughs) they're taking up your life. Right. Correct. Yes. Yes. So you see the thing about boundaries, they, they should be healthy boundaries and they should be clearly communicated. You have to be clear. You can't have the stories playing in your mind and you think everybody read your mind. That that doesn't happen, right? You have well. to clearly communicate <laughs> what what you what you want, what you expect, and how you work. Yeah, exactly. And they're expecting to hear it from you. Okay. So right. so being being assertive about where the boundaries are is is a really important piece. Obviously, you've thought about it ahead of time. Um, it should be written down somewhere because that makes it more solid, more real. Yes. Uh, we, we'd love you to have some kind of how we work document that you start with when you bring somebody into a job that explains lots of these things. Because once you have that, you can always fall back on it. You can you always can. Yeah, you've got this, this framework and, and putting it in front of them gives you, I don't know, solidarity, what you call it. Yes, it makes, it makes you a solid structure in the business world. Yeah, yeah? makes your business stand like you have procedures, you have a way, you have a structure, you have, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it gives them that. It also keeps you in check from sliding out of the boundaries and, and people. Yes, yes. You know, even our boundaries keep us in check. And that's a good point, Terry, because sometimes we're human. We're subject to make errors, slip ups. Sometimes situationally something goes wrong and it pulls us away from our boundaries. But once it's written and it's there and you know it and it's it's clear, you could get back on the wagon if you fell off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I coached someone once who who kept the letter of agreement in the front of her client notebook and always read through it before she walked in the house because she was so it was so easy to talk her into doing something else. Free. <laughs> <laughs> she had to remind herself, this is what I this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm paid for. So that she didn't accidentally slide into the other side and give herself yes. away. Well, that, that was that was a good strategy. I, I'm sure it worked. I'm sure it, it works. Worked. It works. Yeah. It works. You know, it's it, it's 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 kind of like a prop or something for your brain, so you don't slide off yes. the edge. It's already in writing, so I can't change this. It's yes. kind of like the boss wrote it, and now I have to do it. You have to separate for yourself from. from- and, and you know what, Terry? It works even if you are the only one in your business right now, because you have to keep yourself accountable. So yes. write it, put it in writing, put it somewhere where you work or your desk, your office, so that you know those are the guidelines. Because if you were working for someone else, you would know what the guidelines are and you would follow it. Yeah. Give yourself that respect. Give yourself that respect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that that has to do with that little mindset piece of separating yourself and understanding this is a business and I work for the business. So yeah, you're you're a you're a designer business entrepreneur that has a business that that does great jobs for clients as opposed to being a designer with a design job. You know? yes, it's a different yes. it's a different piece. So once you start doing that, then you get this frameworks together, and it's a lot easier to hold your space and hold your boundary. As we we say in, in IDBA, oh, hold your shape. Hold your shape. Yes, we do. Hold your shape. Yes. Shape. Yeah. That's a that's a big piece. Now, something we also want to touch on is that sometimes we feel that when we need to establish boundaries or say no, we're being mean. Or it gets me, get kind of a meanness 
in our voice where we're assertive isn't mean, right? Assertive isn't fighty. It isn't angry. It isn't sharp. It's, it's just. Yeah, it's it. not. It's it's being clear. It's being confident. It's being bold and it's being solid in what you stand for. That's what being assertive is. It is by no means being rude, disrespectful, being mean, being nasty. It's nothing like that. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, a lot of us were told or, or we saw that or we learned to think that is what being assertive means, that we are yeah. being nasty or being mean. It's 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 like it's like the story. Think about when you're maybe kids are being told no, and it's always with an anger. Someone would tell them, no, don't do this. Don't mm. do that. And yeah. Finger. And the finger is, is pointing and the, the mean face is there. Yeah. yeah. Because you're always reprimanded with the word no. Mm. So yeah, maybe that's where, maybe that, maybe that. Maybe I that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the kind of no we want to put out there. No. Right? We're putting, we're, no. We're putting a no that shows our boundaries. That is respectful. That keeps us. Um, in line with what we're, we're expected to do for our client at the best level that we can do it at. Yeah. And we're showing it with confidence. We're saying it with confidence. Exactly. Right? Yeah. exactly. And perhaps offering an alternative that solves the problem for the client and stays within our boundaries. Correct. And in That's that way, we're not people pleasers. We're just experts. You're just an expert in what you do and you just show that off. Yeah. 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 And and the more you do this, the more the more boundaries you have and the more scarce you become, the more people respect you and the more they'll listen to what you're saying. So correct. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it seems counterintuitive, but <laughs> the less of you there is, the more they're going to want you. Right. So yes. that's a that's an important piece in there as yes. well. It's yeah. just like you said, once you put those boundaries, you're not working on a weekend or a particular day. Your business does not diminish. No, it doesn't. No. Not at no. all. In fact, the client who really wants you will wait. They will. Well, yeah. they will. Exactly. And you're a professional person. You know, if your client called their accountant, I mean, he wouldn't say to your, your CPA that I want you at my house at nine o'clock on Saturday morning. He wouldn't think of it. Okay. No. Yeah. So, but that's because those boundaries, those business boundaries are already there. You have to establish your own right from the beginning, so that people treat you the same way, because yeah. you're an expert for what you do as well. Yeah. And right. you know, Terry, boundaries can also be set and being assertive can be set not only from the way we speak, but from the way we stand or posture, the way we present ourselves. Yeah, all those are ways, even the body language, because we're getting into body language now, can show that you mean business. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, the way you present yeah. yourself. And it's not aggressive or defensive no. or anything. It just is, this is my shape. This is what we have. Yes, yes. Right? right? So what about what about dealing with contractors and, you know, the, the good old boys? You know, that's always a challenge for us. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that many of the designers that we have met here in IDBA talk about because they've dealt with things like that or they're dealing with or they, they're currently dealing with, right? And the thing is, regardless of how that is, you have to still hold your shape and stick to it because sometimes when we are faced with that, we want to shrink. We want to get small. We want to be flexible where you ought not to be flexible, right? It's true. 
strand and hold your shape because just as we said we teach people even the good old boys how to treat us yeah yeah, yeah. claim your space <laughs> take a claim your space yes. <laughs> yeah yeah it's your right right we don't want to get in a position where somebody's trying to make you small just to to manipulate the situation because you're hired by the client it's up to you to make sure everything goes right right so you can't let that happen I'm always reminded of, of Cheryl Steinberg's book, Lean In. It's really, really excellent. But, you know, and she ended up as what the CFO of Facebook or something. I mean, a huge corporate piece she did. And yes. she talks about, about the, the challenges of, of working with, you know, a whole community of guys. And she's in a, in an upper level position. And that, that her point was that you couldn't ever get nasty or angry or do any of the stuff that they do <laughs> to yes. make things happen. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't imitate that behavior. You have to stay in the feminine and, and be solid with it. Right. And the way she put it is to, is to be pleasantly persistent. And I love that. <laughs> Pleasantly persistent. Yes. Pleasantly yes. persistent. And what that meant was that that she trained them that said she was going to ask nicely, but she was going to ask nicely over and over and over and over again until they did it. And so you might as well do it now. <laughs> you have to put up and, with, yes, you know, because it's coming at you. And it's it's just, coming at you. It's going to come at, at you. Coming yeah. at you. Yeah. And I'm going to do it with a smile and I'm going to do it in a very graceful way, but I'm not backing off. Right. Yeah, the and the power of that feminine energy. Yeah. The power of the feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. And it being in your feminine energy is not a weakness. It's not a weakness at all. In fact, there's a lot of power in learning to what your feminine energy is and developing that. It also has to do with it, it, it plays in and it's part and parcel of healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the moral of that story is don't don't act like an angry guy. <laughs> it's not, no not need to. Not no really need to. for them either. Yeah. It's really not useful for us. <laughs> and and that you can say no pleasantly and hold your shape and still give really good customer service. True. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do not feel that you have disappointed someone if you say no. Because right, don't don't apologize for it. As we said, don't apologize. Don't feel that you've put you you you've not pleased the person, right? Mm -hmm. Because we we tend to go back to that people pleasing part yeah. of us, and yeah. we feel as if we've let the person down. We haven't pleased the person. You you have said no because you have your expert reasons for saying no. Your boundaries, right? And stick with it. Yeah, yeah, and don't don't have to be explained, right? Not They're, at all. Yeah, not at all. And, you know, I think another place that our boundaries get beat up is being asked to do charity things, help with things, um, oh, yes. often, you know, often by friends or by, you know, what you're involved in or ASID or I mean, I went through that whole thing. Which, and it, whichever group you're in, or if you have kids and you're in the school and they have events, all those things, all, all those things, things. Yeah. all those things. And soon as we'll call them those people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll just yeah, refer those to those people. Know that you're competent and that you can get things done. They're going to ask you to do everything. Okay. Everything. They're and, going to call your name when you're not there. Yes. 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 <laughs> They're going to volunteer you. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're going to, yeah. yeah. You got to be really careful of that and really careful of what you say yes to. I mean, it's really 
is going to have to be a 95% no. You really got to figure out what things are really important. If you want to do something with the kids in the school, then pick one thing and do it. Yes. And just, that's it. Okay. Yes. You, you know, otherwise, otherwise you're going to have to really practice your nose <laughs> because, because your, your time will get absorbed in all these things that, that while they'd be fun to do, they don't benefit you and it doesn't benefit your family and doesn't benefit your business. So why are we doing this? Correct. Exactly. No, you could, you could support. Mm-hmm. But support in one thing, instead of taking 10 different tasks, 10 different jobs, or saying yes to every committee that, you know, they ask you to be on, pick one, take one, and and just give to that one area, and let the rest go. And don't feel guilty about it. Do not exactly. feel guilty, let the rest go. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that, that's all about priorities. Yes. And, and we talked about successful people don't work a gazillion hours. Successful people also say no to almost everything mm. because they, they need to have a life. They need to keep their energy up to do what they do and, and run their businesses and keep their families healthy and do all those things. And you just can't, you can't give away all your apples. <laughs> because if no, you can't gets empty, you're you're you've got nothing to give, right? So yeah, you know, you have nothing to pour into anyone else if your cup is empty. You have nothing to pour if your cup is empty. So keep your cup filled. Look after you. It's exactly. very important. Yeah. First, yeah, before everybody else. And I know that sounds I don't know, self-centered, but it isn't. <laughs> it isn't at all. It's it's, it's not it's and not. it'll it'll serve you well. Yeah. Oh, good discussion, Marsha. Thanks for being here and talking about this. I totally enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you. All right. Till next time, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.